And now, and now, and now, item, 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 item with Tommy Lee. Item with Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. I'm Tommy Lee, and this is the Item Podcast. It's my random record button for whatever's in my head at any given time. And today I want to revisit a very solemn interview from a year ago. The Vegas Shooting Anniversary, item number 114. Tyler Alamo is a professional baseball player and a former member of the South Bend Cubs. On the night of October 1st, 2017, a year ago tomorrow, he was attending the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival on the Las Vegas Strip. A gutless coward, whose name is not worth repeating here, opened fire on the crowd from a perch high in a hotel facing the event. At the end of the mass murder and suicide, 58 people were dead and 851 were injured. A few days later, Alamo spoke with our morning show in South Bend about what he experienced at the scene of one of the darkest days in American history. Here's that interview in podcast form from one year ago. It's just, it's something that, like I said, I, I never thought in a million years I would ever experience and see, see the things I saw. I'm Tommy Lee from 95.3 MNC, Michiana's news channel. What you're about to hear is an interview that aired on Michiana's Morning News on Friday, October 6th, 2017, at the end of our show. I have worked with Mark McGill on this show for a few years now, even though we've actually known each other for almost 20 years. I have never heard him do a more heartfelt, meaningful, riveting piece of radio in my life. It was amazing to sit there in the studio with him and listen to this story, and I wanted to make sure that as many people heard it as possible. So here in its entirety is what happened after my last newscast that Friday morning on 95.3 MNC. It's 8.38, Tyler Alamo is a former catcher for the South Bend Cubs. He was here in town two seasons ago. He was promoted uh, last season to the High A Club at Myrtle Beach, the Pelicans. Tyler was in Las Vegas at that concert uh, on Sunday. He and a bunch of his buddies. Five of his friends were shot as they were running away. Three of them didn't make it. It's been a couple of days. Tyler's agreed to talk to us this morning. He couldn't talk the first couple of days for obvious reasons. He's on the news line this morning. Tyler, my friend, good morning, and how are you? Um, I'm doing a lot better. Uh, The first few days were really hard, but I'm getting better every day. I'm sleeping more and um, getting a lot more things done than I was, so I'm doing better. And how are your friends? Because you had, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hear the story in a minute, but you had two friends that were shot, right? Yeah, and it actually turned into like five friends. Um, when I uh, when I found out after the end of it, at first I, I found out about two, and then um, I found out about three more people that I knew that were shot. Um, two of them were killed. Three of them survived. Um, one was a high school. One of my high school buddies. He was shot twice. He survived. Um, one was a my old coach from travel ball. His son was shot in the arm. Um, I had uh, a girl that I knew from high school. Her dad was killed. I knew uh, we had a family friend, um, husband and wife. The husband was killed. Um, and these are all people from like my city, like my little my little tiny city that I live in. Man, um, Tyler, I'm so, so sorry. Un- 
I just I'm sitting here in disbelief, sitting here with chills, chatting with former South Bend Cub catcher and current Myrtle Beach Pelican catcher Tyler Alamo. He was in Las Vegas. Man, I just I can't tell you how how good it is to hear your voice. Take us take us through uh, that night if you can. I mean, leading up to it, just a normal night, bunch of buds having a good time in Las Vegas at a great country concert, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I was there since Friday. Um, I have a lot of friends in the Vegas area. I've been going to that concert or that festival for the past three years. Um, And I look forward to it every year. It's kind of one of those things where, you know, I play my season and it's a grueling season and I'm really tired and um, it's kind of like my little, you know, I love country music and I love the outdoor concerts. Um, so I look forward to that when I get home every year because it's like my, I feel like it's like my reward. You know, I get to go through a really long season and then I get to, you know, go have some fun with my friends. And um, I've been going with the same group of friends for the past three years. Um, yeah, and it was just like a normal day. Um, Sunday was actually the best day, in my opinion, lineup-wise. I was really excited. Um Went into the venue, just like we did previous days, having fun, dancing around. I saw a bunch of my friends, um, even the ones that I didn't come with. And um, it started to get dark. We, you know, we didn't expect anything. And then uh, Jason Aldean, who was the uh, main, the headliner, uh, the headliner that night. <clears throat> um, sorry, my voice is... Dude, coming back from that day, but, dude, take uh, it easy, man. Just uh, so, uh, I, this is unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, we're standing there, and he was like a song in. Um, and I was there with my best friend, who's a Marine, and I was there with his girlfriend. And then um, it was one of his girlfriend's friends who was standing next to me, who I just had met like maybe ten minutes before it happened. Um, my friend Kim. My friend Aaron, her boyfriend Cody, um, and we were all together. And um, I remember there was standing up, and I'm in the middle of all this. Like, I'm smack dab right where this all, like, the first shots were fired. Um, I heard a couple single shots. Um, but at first, no one no one thought that they were, they were gunshots. It kind of sounded like if someone let off like a firecracker like behind me like maybe just like you know kidding around or a firework some type of something and um i remember i looked up in the sky because i thought that it was like a firework i thought i was looking for some colors or something and um jason aldean continued to he continued to sing um and there was a pause probably a five second pause um and he kind of stopped, and you could hear he wasn't singing anymore. Um, there was the background. His background music was still playing, and that's when the all the shots came out. Um, it was a full. The guy just unloaded. Um, Jason, I could I remember Jason dropped his mic and he ran backstage. Um, and what's what I'm grateful for is that my buddy, who's a Marine, he's been through a lot of this, and he knows what it sounds like. And when the first shots went off, he knew that they weren't fireworks. So he grabbed me and grabbed all of our friends and threw us down on the ground. Um, I jumped on top of his girlfriend's friend, um, shielded her, and 
um, that pause in between the first single shots and the actual like machine gun shots. Um, after the second, after the actual like uh, consistent shots went off, there was like a five second pause. I'm assuming he was reloading. Um, me and all my friends took off. We took off, and I remember when I took off, there were still a lot of people in my area that um, were just laying on the ground. Um, I continued to run. I looked the girl that I didn't even know in the face, and I said, you're going to hold my hand, and we're going to run for our lives, and that's just what you got to do. And um, I ran towards, it wasn't really an exit, but a lot of we made it an exit. Uh, I ran out towards the back. Um, got up to this six-foot-high wall that had spikes on it. Um, not too sharp of spikes, but enough to hurt a little bit. And I get up to this wall, and I was one of the first probably 100 people to get up to this. Because, like I said, I was one of the first to take off running. So when I get to this wall, I'm looking back. The shots are ringing off. I see some things that I I never thought I'd see. Um, people dropping like flies, and... I knew that I personally could get over the fence. I was strong enough. I was tall enough, but the fence was really high. And, um, I start, there was like a, it was a fence that kind of opened out, but it was chained with a lock. And I started shaking this lock. I started shaking this fence as hard as I could trying to bust it open. Me and this other, this other guy that I still probably will never see to this day. Um, we look at each other and we just, we couldn't get it open. So I started throwing women and children over this fence, um, just trying to help them out. And I was just reassuring them that, you know, it's going to hurt, you know, if you hit one of these spikes, but you're going to be okay. You're going to survive. I'm a, and I started throwing women over this fence. And I would say after I threw about 15 or 20 women and children over the fence, I, uh, I had a man come up to me and say, Hey, you know, you've done enough. Like, let me help you get over so he gave me a little boost, and I put my hand, my foot in his hand, and he shot me over. And um, once I got over the fence, I started running again. Um, ended up meeting up with the girl that I had ran with in the beginning, and we started running. And uh, once I got to um, a certain point where it was decently safe to be, I started calling my mom, and um, I was screaming, and you can hear the gunshots in the back, and uh, I was just just devastated um once i got into i ended up running into the hooters hotel which is right behind the venue yeah. with a lot of other people uh, went out to the lobby and i saw some things um there's ambulances there was it was just it, it was a scene that as a human being you honestly never you never think that you're gonna see you don't you don't think that you'll ever 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 have to experience anything like that um you see this stuff on TV, you hear about it on the news, but you don't think that you could ever be in the middle of it. And um, I'm just, I'm, you know, God is good. I'm so blessed and I'm so thankful. And I know that he had his hand on me that night and he had his hand on all my friends because all my little group of friends, we were okay. Um, I know that the people around me, there was a few that didn't make it. I found out after. Um, and um, I, I'm just very, I'm humbled. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm so grateful that you know I'm okay. My friends are okay, and um, still lost a few that I knew, um, which is hard. But at the end of the day, um, 
it's just it's something that like i said i i never thought in a million years i would ever experience and see the things i saw um tyler it it's it's unbelievable chatting with uh, former south Penn cub catcher tyler alamo current myrtle beach pelican catcher uh he was in las vegas so as you're helping the women and children over the fence shots are ringing out the whole time yeah so what happened was i get to this fence and it's it's off to the side but it's still in the line of fire. Um, Did you know where the shots were coming from at that point? I mean, because it just had to be yeah, I, had well, to be chaos. What happened was when I when I started running away, um, I'm hearing bullets fly right over my head. I'm talking. I mean, when I can hear, that's what they sounded like. like I could hear them within you know feet of my head. I don't know how high, but I heard. I could actually hear the wind coming by, and it was at night. So when I'm running. Um, bullets were hitting the concrete and I could see them hitting the concrete because it was making a spark. And when it was making that spark, I was so close to those bullets that it was obviously hitting the concrete and concrete was flying everywhere. And I could feel the concrete hitting my legs. I was wearing shorts. That's how close it was. Um, And I don't know. It was a weird feeling because I had bullets coming over my head. I had bullets near my legs and it, it felt like I was just trapped, you know, as I'm running, I don't know what to do because I don't know if I go down, up, lay down, do what. Um, I think my instincts and my just, just the will to survive just kicked in and I, I ran as fast as I could. Um, and once I get to this fence, like I said, it's the shots are still ringing towards everybody that are coming towards me. And I think what made me just be selfless in that situation was the faces that I saw. Um, I'm looking at these women and children and men come up and their faces just look defeated. Um, they looked hopeless. They looked just, I, that's, that, that will never leave my mind. That's, that's, that's what like hurts the most is just to see these innocent people, um, and this, the helpless look on their face, like they didn't know what to do. And then that's when I started just throwing them over the fence to make sure they were okay. And um, I ended up, you know, getting over eventually. But at that point, I wasn't really worried about myself. You know, I, I'm i not a hero in any means. Um, I just, it was one of those things where I just knew what was right. And that's what I did. And, um, did you ever think you weren't going to make it? I mean, as you heard the bu- the bullets whizzing by, did, did that ever cross your mind that, my God, I'm going to get shot? Oh yeah. As I'm running, I'm screaming, and I'm and I'm screaming, and I'm like, I'm praying as I'm running. I'm saying, please God, please, 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 don't hit me, don't hit me. And um, I mean, I'm running next to people that are getting hit left and right. Um, I'm, you know, I get to this fence and I see people being dragged off that I got hit. I saw people that were killed on the scene that didn't make it, that were laying there. Um, and yeah, it was, there was always that doubt in my mind, you know, and I, I don't know how, because there's a lot of people around me that got, you know, that got hit and somehow I didn't. Um, I walked away with a cut open above my eye. Um, when I jumped over the fence, I got like the spike kind of hit me in my thigh. I have a bruise. I have some cuts and scratches on my elbows and my knees from diving down on the concrete once the bullets rang out. But I got I got out of there with just some cuts and bruises. And um, 
yeah. And once I got to the Hooters Hotel, I walked outside and it still wasn't safe because people were saying that there was somebody on the strip. So I ran, I ran with my friends about a mile straight and didn't stop um, to this random, it was like a Wyndham Resorts Hotel that was a few miles off the strip. Um, and I got there and then once I got there, they put us on lockdown so no one could get into the strip and no one could get out of the strip. So I was, that happened at about 10 o'clock. Um, I was awake until about 7 a.m. Um, couldn't get to my hotel, couldn't get to my belongings, couldn't get to my car, couldn't get to anything. Um, and I ended up uh, spending the night at my, I finally got to my friend's house at like 7 a.m., um, couldn't sleep, and then um, woke up, got my car, got my belongings out of my room, and ended up driving home. Um, but... Yeah, that was oh my that was an experience that was just it was I never expected that to happen. It was just one of those things where, you know, like I said, you see it on TV, but you don't think it'll happen to you. It had to seem like a really bad dream. I mean, it had to have not seem oh. seem real because listening to your story, I mean, I you know, if I didn't know you, I mean, I know you were there, but but hearing your story, it's unbelievable. So actually being there and living it, dude, I just I. I, I can't imagine, man. I just, my heart goes out to, to you, obviously, and everybody involved. I, I cannot thank you enough for being here today. And, man, thank God you're okay, dude. I mean, just thank yeah, God you're okay. Thank you. Yeah, I, like, just like you said, a dream. Um, when I first took off running, um, I still didn't, like, I knew that they were gunshots at a point, but it didn't click, you know. It was just like, I'm just running. And I remember, like I said, the bullets going over my head, bullets going towards my feet. And I remember looking up at the Mandalay Bay because, like, I could hear where the shots were coming from. I didn't know where. Um, and that was the scariest thing was that we didn't know where they were coming from. We didn't know if it was somebody inside the venue. We didn't know if it was someone on the stage we didn't know where it was from so um i remember when i'm running and i remember i took a quick glance up towards the mandalay bay hotel and i could see the muzzle flash coming out of a window um and when i saw that then i then i was like wow this is real that's kind of when i um processed it um, I saw the flashes out of a window and I knew that that's where the guy was and where he was shooting from. Um, and that's when I kind of knew like, wow, this isn't a joke. Like this is real. And, um, yeah, I think that's when I kind of came to realization that it wasn't a dream. So man, former South Bend Cub catcher and current, uh, Myrtle beach Pelican catcher, Tyler Alamo, man, I, Brother, I love you. Thank you so much for your time. I know it had been, you know, so hard to talk about, but man, un- an unbelievable story. And and again, just thank God that you are okay. And and thank you for saving the lives. You, there's no doubt, dude. There's no doubt you saved people's lives. I mean, there's no doubt you 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 may not call yourself a hero, but you saved people's lives Sunday night. Just, it was one of those things that just kicked in, and I, I knew it was the right thing to do. And it's just the, you know, the person that, you know, if I would have got hit, then I would, you know, I would want someone to do the same for me. So.
dude, please take care of yourself. Uh, the, our our best to, to your friends and 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 man, I just let us know if we can help you out at all. We we miss you here in South Bend. We we love you and and uh, dude, I when I saw on Facebook that that you know you said that you were okay and you were there, I thought, good God, why? You know, I mean it. Dude, I just, I'm speechless. Th- thank you for your time today, dude. I, and, and if we can do anything for you, you let me know, okay? I, I, yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Tyler, thanks again, man. And uh, just get some rest and, and enjoy the off season. And, and I hope everything continues to go well for you, okay? Please keep in touch. Thank you. I appreciate it. You will. Thanks. <sighs> Former South Bend Cub, Tyler Alamo. I, I don't know where to go from that. I, I don't know that you can. I'm trying to fathom his mother on the phone with him when he called her yeah. and there were still shots whizzing over his head that she could hear in the background. I just, uh, you know, I, I just, you can't imagine even being there. I mean, it's just the, the chaos. I mean, he, he had told me off the air that luckily his friend who was the Marine and you mentioned on the air, yeah. he had been deployed. So he knew what, he knew those, what the sound was, what the sound was. And, and he grabbed him and I mean, Immediately. Threw everybody on the ground. You know, Tyler jumped on a girl to, to shield her. I mean, he... I, I mean, and he's... He just... He's... His humility and the fact yeah. that he saved, you know, upwards of two dozen lives himself through his own actions, selfless actions, yeah. it's just... It's it's amazing. He's a 20-year-old kid. 20-year-old kid. 2021. 20, he was here two seasons ago. Minor great, league ball player. Great kid. Just a minor league ball player from California. It was every year. Literally has has bullets. Can hear. It's dark. He can hear the bullets whizzing by his ear. Phenomenal. That was uh, that was amazing. Tyler Alamo. It's eight fifty seven. This has been the Item Podcast, written and produced by me, Tommy Lee. The Item is part of the Opt In On Demand family of podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.